Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Encounter Church, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you want more information about Encounter Church, please go to our website, EncounterChurch.ag. Thanks again. Enjoy the message. Today, we are in week three of a four-week series that we're simply calling Our Risen Hope. Um, This year, for an Encounter Church, is the year of hope. God laid that word on our heart back in the fall of 2019, not knowing that we'd be facing this pandemic, not knowing that we'd be in a moment of isolation and not able to meet together, not knowing that many of you would be struggling um, emotionally, financially, or physically. Um, All we knew is that God spoke into our hearts that this was the year of hope. So as we're moving into this series for Easter, we're talking about our risen hope. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus is our risen hope. Now, next Sunday, like I said a moment ago, is Easter Sunday. I would encourage you, get dressed up in your best pajamas, grab your favorite cup of coffee, gather the family around you, and join with us in the live stream at 9 a.m. Let's flood social media and then as you sit down to watch the service instantly hit the share button share the service so that this message goes not only around our community not only around our region not only around our state but perhaps around the world let's get the good news out about our risen hope Jesus. Yes, I would love to be with you in person, but until that moment, this is our best option. Let's gather together on social media. Let's encourage one another. Uh, Now, next week, we're going to look at what happened in our lives as Jesus became our risen hope. But today, for the next few moments, I want to take a moment and and I want to talk about a, a a moment that happened on the cross of Calvary. I want to talk about something that that took place when Jesus was hanging on the cross for you and for me. You see, in that moment, we get a a sense of the humanity of Jesus as our Savior, the, the chosen one, the perfect Lamb, hung on the cross of Calvary in a moment He felt complete isolation. He felt all alone. The ultimate social distancing, if you would. No one was there in that moment. In fact, Matthew chapter 27, we see that humanity. We see the heartfelt cry of Jesus to the Father. And He says this, At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. About three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? My God, why have you abandoned me? In this moment, up to this point, it's been a crucifixion as normal. 
Jesus had been beaten. He had been mocked. He had been spit upon. He had, crown of thorns had been placed upon his head. Nails driven deep into his hands and to his feet. Blood pouring down his back. And now he's hung on the cross of Calvary. Jesus finds himself in a place where many of you, many of us, feel as though we can relate today. In this time of social distancing, in this time of quarantine, Jesus finds himself all alone. All alone. What does it mean to be all alone? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines it as separated from others or isolated. It's said that you can have a lot of friends and yet still feel all alone. It's said that you can know a lot of people and still feel completely alone. Feeling alone is a very scary place. It's a lonely place. In fact, I googled the word alone earlier this week and I came up with 1,690,000,000,000 results and responses to the word alone. There have been songs written about it, poems created, pictures taken, articles written, even quotes given. If I was to poll you today, many of you, the majority of you, would probably respond and say, yes, pastor, there are many times, there are many days, especially right now, that I feel completely alone. No connection whatsoever. I'm struggling. I'm having difficulty. For those of you that are extroverts, this is a really difficult time for you because you are used to social connectivity. You thrive off people. I understand that. But in this moment of isolation, in this moment of loneliness, can I share a little bit of hope with you? Can I give you just a, a little bit of encouragement today? You don't have to face life alone. Now, I know maybe you're a single individual and maybe there's no other connectivity whatsoever in your household. You haven't given a hug, you haven't given a handshake, you haven't given a pat on the back or even received one in several weeks and you're struggling. I want you to know you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to face life by yourself. You don't have to process this coronavirus all alone. Something occurred on the cross of Calvary a little over 2,000 years ago that became a game changer for every one of us it made it possible that we never ever 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 have to be alone in this time of quarantine many of you feel overwhelmed you feel isolated you feel all alone but can I just tell you Jesus felt the same in fact, I would venture to say that his loneliness went one step further than we've ever experienced as an individual. See, what happened is at noon on crucifixion day, everything began to change around the cross. Up to this point, everything was normal. The mocking, 
the crown of thorns. The beating was unmerciful. Yet at noon, something happened that changed it all. A separation began. The Bible tells us that the sky around Calvary grew black. In fact, it stayed dark, stayed black for three hours. And that's not just a cloud-covered sky, but darkness fell. I believe that darkness was more than just a physical darkness. I believe that it was a spiritual darkness. Why did the sky turn black? Was there a storm rolling in? What was occurring in that moment? Well, the reason why the sky turned black is because Jesus became sin for the world. Now remember John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He sent Jesus. In this moment, Jesus is fulfilling His purpose, His reason for coming to earth. The sky turns black. Jesus takes upon the sin of of the world. In fact, God the Father, in that instant, in that moment, He turns His back away from His Son, Jesus. Could you imagine the loneliness that Jesus felt on the cross? Why did God turn His back on His Son? Why did God turn and look the other direction away from Jesus? Because God cannot coexist with sin. So in that moment, when Jesus took the weight of the world, the sin of the world, when Jesus paid a price that he didn't deserve to pay, in that moment, he experienced a loneliness that we would never, ever, ever have to face. The Father turned his back on the Son. In an instant, Jesus was all alone. But here's the good news for us. In the midst of that loneliness, in the midst of the darkness that fell over the face of the earth around the cross of Calvary, in the midst of that isolation that Jesus felt while on the cross of Calvary, in the midst of the Father turning away from the Son, Jesus offers gifts to you and to me. There were three gifts that Jesus gave us in the midst of His loneliness, and I want to give those to you this morning. Number one is this, Jesus gave forgiveness. That's good news, because every one of us needs forgiveness. Every single person in this room and watching online, every individual in this world messes up. The Bible says that we all sin, we all fall short of God's standard. In other words, we have done things that have separated us from the Father. But Jesus made a way. The Bible also says that if we confess our sins, that God is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us of all wrong. In other words, He puts us back in right standing with the Father. 
Because of the price that Jesus paid in that moment of loneliness, in that moment of isolation, because of what Jesus went through, we can experience forgiveness. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says this, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. God the Father allowed Jesus to be the perfect sacrifice, the one that never sinned, the one that never messed up, to be sin for us. So in that moment of isolation, Jesus took it all upon himself so that you could be made right with the Father. Now look at this verse. Something absolutely amazing took place. Jesus knew no sin. He not only took on our sin, but he paved a way so that we could be made right. He became a ransom for us. He became our Savior. The Bible also says that while we were still sinning, while we were still messing up, Jesus died for us. Because of this, Jesus faced isolation that we will never have to experience. Complete separation from God, our Father. No one can adequately explain what took place in the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. No one can truly explain what took place in that moment as darkness surrounded the cross that day. You see, never before had Jesus been separated from the presence of God. The Bible says while he walked the face of the earth, he remained in God's presence. He was fully God and fully man, but now God's presence is withdrawn from him. Jesus is separated from the Father because of the sin of the world. Now Isaiah hundreds of years prior to Jesus, spoke of this time, and he said in Isaiah chapter 53, he suffered, Jesus suffered, and endured great pain for us. I want you to pause a moment and let yourself be wrapped around this idea that Jesus, the, the perfect one, the one that if never sinned, the one that had never messed up, the one that had never done wrong, became sin for us. Therefore, he suffered and endured great pain. But we thought his suffering was punishment from God. He was wounded. He was crushed because of our sin. By taking our punishment, he made us completely well wow isn't that awesome because of the price that jesus paid on the cross of calvary because he was wounded because he was crushed because of the the pain that he endured because of the death that he experienced you and i had the opportunity to become completely well inside and out 
But being crushed, I don't believe, was just a physical crushing. I don't believe that Isaiah was just talking about the hands and the feet and the, and the flesh. I don't think he was just talking about the, the pain he endured physically. I believe there was a, a spiritual crushing, a spiritual pain that Jesus felt as the Father turned his back on the Son. Not only did Jesus give forgiveness in the midst of loneliness, but number two, in the midst of all of this loneliness, Jesus gave forgiveness and fulfillment. In the midst of all of this, Jesus gave fulfillment. Look at Galatians chapter 3. It says, Christ redeemed us now that's kind of a slave term you would you would redeem you would pay for a slave you would get them out of slavery into freedom so for us we were slaves to sin we were slaves to the old lifestyle we were slaves to the old way of life the bible says that we were dead without hope but jesus paid ransom for us he redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written curse is everyone who is hanged on a tree jesus taking on our sin taking on our wrongdoing taking on our poor choices was not only separated from the father he was placed in complete total isolation but in that moment it changed the way that you and i have the opportunity to face life you see jesus paid the great price for every one of us for you and and for me he paid a price that he didn't deserve to pay he paid a price that i deserve to pay but couldn't pay myself he paid a price that you deserve to pay but you could never pay on your own jesus stepped in on our behalf he became the sacrifice not only does he make it available for us to live a life void of loneliness but jesus steps into our life and he fills every single void within us with who he is he places a new life and a new purpose and a new drive and a new hope inside of every single one of us as we're approaching easter as we're moving closer to that moment i ask you today have you taken the time to ask Jesus to come into your life. Maybe you're facing this COVID-19, this isolation time, this quarantine moment. Maybe you've been facing it by yourself and you, like Jesus, feel alone. I want you to know that Jesus came to give you forgiveness, but he also came to give you fulfillment, to consume you with all that he is so what does jesus fill us with what sort of hope does jesus well inside of each and every one of us that give our lives to him that step into that moment of trust with jesus well let me share a few of them with you number one he gives salvation we've talked about this already for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus 
our Lord. That's Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Jesus has come, died on the cross so that you could have salvation, so that your life in an instant, in a moment, could be changed. Number two, Jesus came to give us hope. There's an old hymn of the church that says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. My hope is not based upon this pandemic coming to a conclusion. My hope is not based upon jobs being secure. My hope is not built upon physical well-being. My hope is not built upon the government of our great state of Missouri or the United States of America. My hope is not built upon gathering together of people. But my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness upon the price that Jesus paid on the cross of Calvary. The Bible also says because of what Jesus did, we can have a confident hope in Him. Number three, Jesus offers strength. He fulfills our life with strength. Isaiah 41, don't be afraid for I am with you. God is speaking here to Joshua Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. Some of you, in this moment, you're afraid. Some of you, in this moment, you're discouraged. Some of you, in this moment, you're feeling empty inside. But God goes on to say, I will be your strength. Maybe you need to turn to Isaiah 41, verse 10, and you need to circle that right now. God will be your strength. Let God be your resolve right now. He goes on to say, I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Would you let God hold you up today? Would you let God strengthen you in this moment of weakness right now? Number four, Jesus has come to be our victory. Overwhelming victory, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Overwhelming victory is yours because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of the isolation that Jesus went through, because of the separation from the Father that Jesus went through, because Jesus took upon the sin and the weight of the world, you can have not only victory, but overwhelming victory. Number five, comforts. Through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We share with Christ this abundance of comfort. Number six, deliverance. Second Kings says, Rather worship the Lord your God. It is He who will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. Let God be your deliverance today. Let Him be your rescue. Let Him be your redeemer let him be the answer that you're longing for today and number six jesus offers peace and now because of our lord jesus christ we live at peace with god now look at that this is good news we don't just have peace it would be probably be enough if the bible says because of what jesus did on the cross we have peace I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people that right now in the midst of this pandemic would love to have peace. 
But the Bible doesn't just say we'll have peace. It says that we will live in peace. We talked about that word live last week. It means to dwell in or take residence in. There are many of us today that need to live or dwell in the peace of God. We need to change the environment, change the atmosphere of where we're hanging out. There are some of you that are watching this message right now that you're living in an area, you're living in a time of discord, of discomfort, of discouragement, of doubt, of stress, of strife, and the list goes on and on. But Jesus says, because of the price that he paid on the cross of Calvary, you can not only have peace, but you can live or dwell in on a daily, regular basis the peace that comes from God. I challenge you today, let God's peace be a regular part of your life. But you see, in this moment of isolation, in this moment of separation from the Father, of of loneliness, Jesus not only gave us forgiveness, He gave us fulfillment, but number three, in the midst of all of this, Jesus offers and He gives friendship. Jesus gives friendship to you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt abandoned? Maybe that's right now because of this pandemic. Maybe in your life you've had people abandon you. I remember back in college, this is probably 1993 to 1996, somewhere in that span. And if I have any college friends that are watching this, those of you that were in concert choir with me will probably remember this moment. It was kind of one of those highlight moments that I'll most likely never forget. But a friend of mine, his name was Jeff. Um, we were on our choir tour, and we were traveling across the United States. I don't remember exactly where we were. I believe it was somewhere up north, but I don't remember for sure. And we would have tour partners. So oftentimes, if we stopped for a break, maybe a meal or something, when you got back on the bus, you made sure that your tour partner was there before we left. Well, we had stopped at McDonald's uh, for lunch this particular day, and got back on the bus and everybody gathered back together and kind of nuzzled back into your spot, covered up yourself with blankets and you were ready for the next several hours of traveling down the highways across America. And about an hour into this time after our McDonald's break, and by the way, let me throw this out there, this was pre-cell phone days. I know some of the kids and younger generation that are watching this right now, they didn't realize that that occurred. Yes, there was a moment, there was a time when we traveled without phones. It was a crazy time in our culture, Um, but we didn't have phones. We couldn't communicate. You couldn't just text somebody or, or call them. So here we were an hour down the highway, and someone pipes up and says, hey, where's Jeff? Huh. Jeff was abandoned. Jeff was left alone at McDonald's. Him and Ronald got to hang out for a while. Um, Long story short, Jeff ended up calling a a bus line and got a bus ticket to our next location and, and met us there. But many of us have experienced that abandonment that Jeff felt that day. Not really sure where to turn, not sure what to do. 
But can I just tell you that Jesus will never abandon you? Jesus will never leave you high and dry. John chapter 15, verse 15 says, No longer do I, Jesus is speaking here, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you, you ready for this? Friends. In this moment of isolation, Jesus calls us friends. Some of you need to grab a hold of that today. You're not walking through this life all alone. There is one that has experienced complete isolation that's making a way that you never, ever, ever have to be alone. Proverbs chapter 18 says, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Guess what? That friend is Jesus. Jesus is here for you. As I was working on this message, I was reminded of an Irish poet back in the mid-1800s. This particular Irish poet, his name was Joseph Scriven. Joseph knew heartache, he knew devastation, and perhaps he knew loneliness more than any of us. You see, as a young man, in an instant, in a moment, his hopes and his dreams had vanished. The day before his wedding, he watched in horror as the lifeless body of his soon-to-be wife was pulled out of the water for she had drowned. Sorrow overwhelmed Joseph. Yet in the months and years to follow, Scriven continued to repeatedly connect and draw toward the only friend that he knew that he could depend upon. He reached out to Jesus. For he knew that Jesus, his Messiah, his Redeemer, the one that paid the price on the cross of Calvary, would never abandon him. Joseph Scriven knew that Jesus cared about him and understood this idea of loneliness and sorrow. This man knew that he could take his grief to Jesus and there he would receive strength, he'd receive peace and in hope. It was years later that Joseph Scriven took all that he had learned in this time through the pain and the heartache and the struggle. And he began to pin the words of the poem that soon began, began, uh, became the song that has been sung across churches around the world. What a friend we have in Jesus. All my sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I want to encourage you today. In this time of isolation in this time of separation maybe for you overwhelming loneliness why not turn to the only friend that 
will never leave you, will never abandon you. Why not take your needs, your concerns, your hurts to Jesus? Now, I know that I've already mentioned it several times that Jesus' separation from the Father came from the sins of the world, but when we say the sins of the world, somehow it becomes a little impersonal and we lose perspective just a bit. The truth of the matter is, Jesus experienced this pain and isolation on the cross because of your sin and my sin. Every single one of us paid a price or played a part in Jesus being on the cross and Him experiencing isolation from the Father. Yet Jesus willfully gave it all. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit, we often push to the side, we often cast away. What needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. See, Jesus not only paid the price for our sin, for those that gathered around the cross that day, He not only paid the price for those that were mocking Him, He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. He didn't just pay the price for those that abandoned Him and denied Him in His greatest hour of need. But he paid the price for today and for the years to come. Jesus wasn't only dying for his presence. He was dying for your future. Did you grab a hold of that? Jesus died on the cross, not just for his present, not just for those around him that day, but he died on the cross for your future. He knew that there would be times that you would feel all alone. He knew that there would be times of social isolation that would come upon your life and my life. He knew there would be times that we would make mistakes and that we would need somebody to rescue us. He knew there would be voids in our life that only He could fill. He knew that there would be a day that you needed a friend that you needed Him. You needed a friend that could give you everything that you could ever need in life. I want you to listen to the words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 3. Paul says, may you experience the love of Christ. This is my prayer for you today. I pray that you will experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. I pray that for you today. That in this moment of loneliness, in this moment of isolation, that you will be consumed with all that Jesus 
that you will experience His love in a greater way than you ever have before. There's not a single one of us that can truly understand His love. I don't understand why He died for people that mess up. I don't get that. I don't understand why He said, Father, forgive those that were spitting on Him and mocking Him and ripping at His beard and placing a crown on His head. I don't understand that. But I pray that you will be so consumed with His love that you will experience Him in such a way that you are complete because of the price that he paid. See, with all of this isolation that Jesus went through, with all that he made available to us, forgiveness and fulfillment and, and friendship, there's one more thing that I want to share with you. There's a promise that we're given. The promise is this. You are never alone you might want to repeat that to yourself right now I, I'm never alone I'm not by my side by, my, by myself there's someone that's by my side his name is Jesus you are never alone so I encourage you in this season of social distancing this time of quarantine I challenge you let Jesus be your supply. Let him give you forgiveness. Let him give you fulfillment. Let him give you friendship today. Why not turn to the one that calls you friend? In the comment box right now on social media, there's an opportunity for you to reply. If you need to give your life to Jesus, would you click on that and fill out the form there's a little form to fill out and one of us will contact you we would love to pray a prayer for you it's not a magical prayer but a simple Lord forgive me come into my life I surrender myself to you you see Jesus just wants that relationship he's paved the way he's gone through the isolation give your need, would you give yourself, would you give your life to the one that calls you friend? Let me pray with you today. God,